You can still mute me from the back, though, can't you, Owen? It's always helpful, that is. Always useful. Lots of people have wanted that power to mute me when I'm saying the wrong thing, which is quite often. Um, let's pray before we look at the word together. Um, Father God, I thank you for the cross again this morning. I thank you for the, the risk that you took saving us. Thank you for the price that you paid for people like us and the people that we bump into every day. Thank you for the joy of knowing that because of the cross, we're the children of God, the family of God. Lord, I hand over this message to you this morning that by your Holy Spirit, you touch every single life here today, that we'd be transformed by the word of God and the spirit of God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Uh, there's no, no prizes for guessing the theme this morning. It's written behind me. Be strong and uh, very courageous. Now, um, I just need to explain something to anybody that's not met me uh, met me before. My name is uh, Ken. I'm married to uh, that lovely lady on the front there called Sue. And um, if, like my latest grandson, you have a problem with me, because uh, whenever I laugh, he cries. <laughs> it just <laughs> shocks him, the volume. Uh, go and meet Sue and you realise I'm okay, really. <laughs> She's lived with me for 45 years, so it's not bad, is it? Joshua chapter 1, and... Uh, uh, um, we're going to read that together. Um, After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, you and all this people, into the land that I'm giving to them, to the people of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I've given to you, just as I promised to Moses. From the wilderness and this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites to the great sea, toward the going down of the sun, shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Just as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you or forsake you. Be strong and courageous, for you shall cause this people to inherit the land that I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous, being careful to do according to all the law that Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may have good success wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that's written in it. For then 
you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Wow. I think, uh, I think this, this portion of Joshua means so much to so many of us, actually. I think many of us know these, these verses. To me personally, they have guided me through so many situations. I've drawn upon these verses and remembered them when I've faced different life challenges. I've remembered that what God has promised me, what God has, has commanded me, and God's presence going ahead of me and ahead of us. You know, this was uh, an incredible crossroads that Joshua was standing at. Possibly the, the greatest leader, arguably the greatest leader that the world has ever known of a people, Moses, had died. How do you follow that? Moses known throughout our world even today as a man of such great leadership power, a man who talked to God, even today under the new covenant, this is, a, this is a, a staggering fact, he spoke to God, it says, face to face. God selected Moses out and called him my friend. I know under the new covenant, we're called God's friends, but under the old covenant, the Lord, God Almighty, selected Moses out, my friend Moses, and Joshua's got to stand up. And the, the book starts not with Joshua, but with God. And God speaking. And the new year starts with God speaking to his church. I believe speaking to you as a church. Be strong and very courageous. As you face 2022 20, and all life's challenges, all that's been lost in the previous year, God now sets us before a new year and says, be strong and very courageous. Joshua's got to follow that, that great man. And Joshua's got to follow failure. I mean, let's be honest about this. This group of people that he's led must have been the most difficult group of people to lead. They're so difficult, almost like a church. Oh no, sorry, I didn't say that. <laughs> That was bad. Like I said, I do drop my foot in it. Uh, <laughs> Joshua had to lead this people, and this people was so difficult, and he knew from watching Moses what it was like. And he knew they'd failed 40 years earlier. A whole generation had perished in the wilderness as a result of standing in the same place with the same challenge and saying no and giving in to fear I'll say that again, giving in to fear and turning back. And God inevitably, he does this again and again. He takes us back to the place where we refuse to go and says, let's just do this again, shall we? <laughs> That's the grace of God. And he lets his people go again. They, fear has to be conquered. 
And this is by way of introduction, by the way. Fear has to be conquered this year. Fear is an enormous uh, power that has arisen in our world. And yet, as the people of God, God says to us, be strong, very courageous, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. You know, um, they were standing, <laughs> where they were standing was just across the Jordan. And if you look at it uh, geographically, you will discover that they were standing at their, almost at the lowest point, not quite, because they would have in the Dead Sea to do that, but the lowest point on, on the earth. They were standing 250 metres below sea level in the Rift Valley, that great Rift Valley that runs through the Red Sea, goes all the way through East Africa. They were standing on the floor where the earth had fallen, and there's a message in that, and they were stood there, 250 feet below sea level, looking up at the land they were to conquer, and they had to strain their necks to look up, because just 18 miles in the distance, Jerusalem, a thousand metres above where they were, standing. And if you've read about, I've read about that territory from Jericho to Jerusalem, you would discover it's one of the hardest walks you could challenge, you could face. There are places where you can only walk single file. It's rugged terrain. So they're standing there being told, be strong and very courageous, and going, oh, you must be joking. <laughs> You're looking at the challenge before you. I, I wish I could come here today and say, oh, 2022 is going to be a doddle. You're just going to breeze through it. Sorry, no, it's uphill. <laughs> Actually, it's an uphill, it's an uphill battle. You'll always be fighting uphill, not downhill. Because you're trying to take for the kingdom of God a land, our land, that is being lost to another kingdom. And uh, I think another thing about this uh, conquest is, it's a wonderful thing, this is by way of introduction. Um, Joshua had been prepared by God. You are prepared for 2022. Do you know that? Now, Joshua had been prepared even by the previous failures. Joshua was prepared even from the first time his name is mentioned. The first time his name is mentioned in the, as, as Moses' as a Moses assistant, Moses' right-hand in command, is when he enters a battle and he's been told, you lead the army, I'll stand on the mountain and pray. <laughs> That's a great decision, that, wasn't it? I'll stand up here with my arms in the air, holding the rod of God, and you go down there and enter the blood and sweat and tears and fight the battle. And uh, when they were fighting the Amalekites, uh, a warrior, uh, nomadic people themselves in the, in, in, in the wilderness who could... Uh, easily slay you just by the, looking at you. And, uh, <laughs> and they were facing that, uh, that challenge. And Moses was selected as the man. Right, Moses. And uh, uh, Joshua. Joshua, you lead that, that people to fight those people. Okay. So let's give some positive things here, shall we? Now to really encourage you. The number one thing that comes out in these verses to me, it really powerfully hit me, was... Uh, it's so simple. It's just, my message is always simple. I'm simple, all right? It's walking with the Lord in his word. That's number one. If we want to take the kingdom of God all across this town 
into the villages and across the world. It will involve walking with the Lord in his word. I don't know where you're at as this new year begins. I don't know what's happened to you over the last year. I don't know that. That's good. So uh, my comments are just what I feel that the Lord would want you to hear. He wants you to get back into the word. He wants to revive your enjoyment of Jesus in the word of God. He wants you to get the excitement back of hearing the Holy Spirit speaking to you through verses from the Bible that stir your heart and cause you again to want to walk with the Lord. He wants us to walk with the Lord in his word. This this book is such a precious book. And the words in it are so, so precious. And God has gone to painstaking lengths to make sure we get this Bible in our hands today in a form that we can read. You can read it in 60 different versions if you want to. In in English. More than that, but the others are variations of those versions. We've got so many versions of the Bible that we can enjoy. God wants to excite us again. He wants to wake us up in the night, get us up in the morning, speak to us in our lunchtime at work. He wants to get the word written on us, in us, like a stick of rock written all the way through the word of God, the word of the Lord, the presence of Jesus, written through our, our being, the word of God. Let's turn to Colossians 3, just to help you with this. Colossians chapter 3. In Colossians 3 and verse 12, uh, it's, it's really, it should be read, just like the message version says it, it should be read like um, choosing the right set of clothes for, for the morning. You can see I've chosen the New Frontiers dress for preaching. If you, if you check out this year, you'll see that's true. And, uh, and, um, but we're meant to choose, actually, a, 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 a wardrobe of clothes for our lives. And Joshua has been told to do that in these verses. Put on, then, as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, put on compassionate hearts. <laughs> Got to put aside that judgy, judgy. <laughs> Compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, patience, bearing with one another. And if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other. As the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. And above all these, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful. And here we hit it, um, enabling us to do all that. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts 
to God. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. I want you to see this as a process, these verses. It's a process. Let the word of God dwell in you richly. So that you can teach and admonish and sing these spiritual songs and have joy. As the word of God dwells in us richly, it it produces all this wardrobe that we're supposed to put on. Remember reading a a book by Colin Dye. And uh, in that book, he's he's talking about building the Kensington Temple. And... uh, uh, in London, and, um, and in the book he talks about on the outside of the, uh, of, of, of the doors of the church were, were written hearers of the word. So as people entered, they would read hearers of the word. But the verse that he's quoting has another side to it. And on the, as you walk out, having heard the word, it says doers of the word. And he says, in the, he says in the book that that, that was the, the key to the success of that great church. Hearers of the word, doers of the word. As we live the word, I'd like us to look at it like this. You are the lens through which most people are going to see Jesus. At school, college, Work, home, street, family. You are the lens through which people are going to perceive who Jesus is. And if the word of God dwells in you richly, it will bear fruit in your life. And they will get a clearer picture of Jesus as you do that. You see... You see, I need to confess something before I finish this point. Uh, there's times when I've, I've got up to read the word and uh, um, I've found myself half an hour later falling asleep, having fallen asleep, my head in, in the page, not having read hardly anything. There's other times when I've, I've read a, a chapter and, uh, and then later in the day, I can't even remember what chapter I read or what book it was from even. What book you and I can't remember. I can't even remember what I spoke on last week. You know, it's like that. And, uh, and there are times when I've read it and thought, wow, that was a bloodthirsty chapter. <laughs> Have you ever done that? I read a chapter and thought, that is really hard to stomach in our culture. But do you know what? It's not about, um, it's not about how well I do it. It's about developing good habits. And it's a bit like sailing. The hardest time to win in a race of sailing is when there's no wind. Isn't it? Because actually, the skill then is setting the sail to catch every little of wind. Every little puff of wind. Every little bit has to be caught in the sail. And when we meet Jesus in the word, we're setting the sail. Even though I've fallen asleep in the book... I've set the sail. I'm not going to give up on this habit so that the breath of God can just fill my sail. I've got something to fill now. You know, I'm not waiting for him to to do it. I'm doing my part. I'm laying before God myself saying, God, please come in my sail. 
and do something for me and drive me forward in this life. And, and that's what God said. In fact, the majority of the time in, this, in these first seven verses is, uh, is spent on dwelling in the word. Walk with the Lord in the word. Number two, number two, that really helps us in this conquering, this being strong and very courageous in taking back Britain even for Jesus is to take the kingdom of God everywhere you go. You see, I loved hearing Paula earlier. What a lovely message she brought, didn't she? Uh, so exciting. And there are real sacrifices that people make to go overseas. And there are real sacrifices people make to leave their families and to be in a different culture, to learn another language, to, to be surrounded by confusion sometimes at the beginning. <laughs> what on earth am I doing here? There's real sacrifices in that. So I'm not, I've done it, we've done it ourselves. I'm not diminishing that. But, but actually, do you know you're a missionary? Did you, perhaps you've not realised that before today. You're a missionary. You're sent by God to be a missionary. As these people entered this land, they were all missionaries. That's what they're meant to be, missionaries. Bringing the message of, of, of a wonderful God to a land filled with terrible, wicked practices and wicked spiritual practices. And, and as, as Paula shared, there's things you could learn from Paula that she's meeting at the sharp end, at your sharp end, <laughs> your family, your street, your office, your classroom, your school. Actually, you're a missionary. And we're meant to be as missionaries taking this land. And it's not easy. Don't wait for, don't wait in your situation for the next big meeting that you can invite somebody from work to. The next big meeting is when you arrive there. Do you realise that? I mean, if you don't realise this, you're struggling already. The next big meeting is when you arrive there. Because when you go there, you go there as a child of God. You go there as somebody who God has sent to that missionary environment. You go there representing the kingdom of God. I want to set a challenge before you this morning. Please, go to your workplace the first day you go there this year. Which could be today even, or tomorrow. Go to your workplace, your classroom. Even your street, even the struggles with your family. Stand there and say, your kingdom come. Your will be done. In Signal Road for me. In Signal Road. As it is in heaven. And Jesus, I give myself to that this year. I just challenge you to do that. And God will take you up on your challenge. And your place will see the kingdom of God coming where you are. It involves listening to God. <laughs> when I first became a Christian, as a teenager, I came home and I told my mum she was a sinner, she needed to repent and believe in God. She responded positively with a thick ear. <laughs> and I deserved it. So I'm not suggesting that you do that tomorrow. You might get more than a thick ear. You might get a brown envelope being told you're sacked. But, <laughs> but I am suggesting that you intentionally 
in 2022, take the message of Jesus. Everywhere God has placed you because you're his missionary to that situation. These people were at a crossroads. They had to make a decision. Are we going to be invisible? Wandering around in the desert, an invisible people, nomadic people that nobody in the rest of the world has heard of? Or are we going to occupy a land? Come on, let's face it where this land is. This land is the thoroughfare for the nations going to battle with other nations. It still is in the Middle East. That is the bit of land in the world where all the... All the armies have wanted to conquer North Africa, have tramped through to conquer North Africa. And all the armies of, of North Africa have, have, have wanted to tramp through and conquer the rest of it. They've tramped through there as well. It is actually just the worst bit of land to get, <laughs> in a way. But of course, the best bit of land, because it's a land through which people can see God. But that was the land they were being told to take. You go and take that land, that land where you'll never cease to have a battle on, because others are going to try and take it from you again and again and again. They needed to learn new skills. And boy, do I need new skills. I am still a bit like a blunderbuss in trying to reach out to people, as you can imagine, can't you? <laughs> but you know, there's new skills to learn all the time. Whatever age you are, whether you're young or old, there's new skills to learn as we share Jesus with our nation. They had new skills to learn. They were a nomadic people. They weren't used to conquering cities. There's no cities in the desert. And there they had to conquer cities, cities that were above them. And they had to have a new idea. How do you conquer that? Listening to God was absolutely essential. They had no ownership of land. They never had to pray to God, to God help my wheat harvest be good this year. Because they didn't grow a wheat harvest. They were dependents, basically. Dependent on the provision of God for them to survive. They've been led as a whole nation with one God, this generation. had known one God. They hadn't lived in Egypt. It was the previous generation that lived in Egypt. They'd only known one God. That's all they'd heard about through this, the greatest leader in the world, Moses. Now they're entering the land with many gods, many spiritual battles, many demonic activities, many wicked activities. Now they've got to grow crops. Now they've got to occupy cities. Now they've got to own land. Now they've got to take responsibility to be the lens through which the world sees that God is there. Whew, overwhelming, isn't it? And isn't the battle for us overwhelming? But that is our battle. And that is where we are. And we need new we need skills to do it. We need to learn new skills in spiritual warfare. How to break through in spiritual warfare. How to break through in prayer. How to break through in bringing words of the prophetic word to our country at this time, to our office and to our street. We've got to learn new languages almost, haven't we? To communicate about God. Okay, number three. Number two then was bring in the kingdom of God wherever you are. You're on the front line. And on the front line, God wants to use you to win people to know him. The third point, I think the third point for me, for me is the most important point to me. All right, that's just to me. 
It says, as I was with Moses. Boy, was God with Moses. As I was with Moses. I mean, look at the miracles Moses Moses saw. What incredible miracles. He saw the word of God written onto tablets of stone. He he delivered the, the, the framework, which is still our framework, for how we live life as a community. The Ten Commandments. He received those. Wow, just think about that for a moment. Those transforming Ten Commandments. Moses heard them and wrote them down and they've changed mankind ever since. He he could strike a rock and have water run out of it. He could see God's anger boil over against the people as they rebelled and, and snakes rise up and bite people and then see how to stop those snakes. I mean, this guy was one miracle, powerful word, relationship with God leader. As I was with Moses, whoa. As I was with Moses, so I'll be with you. I'm pointing everywhere. I'll be with you. Because I'm not, I'm not wrong to do that. It wasn't just for Joshua because this is almost repeated in the Great Commission. Jesus said, all power has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Therefore, you go and I'll be with you to the very end of the age. God is with you. (laughs) Hallelujah. I will not leave you nor forsake you. I'm quoting scripture in several places. Wow. I will not leave you nor forsake you. The presence of God is upon you as God's people. See, there was an occasion when I was called into doing schools, schools ministry. And I quote this occasion because it's the biggest occasion I can remember where this happened to me. It's happened many times since. I was called to do schools ministry. I was teaching adults up until this time. I was teaching, but I was teaching adults. I was teaching them farming. And they were farmers' children. They wanted to know how to farm their father's farm. It wasn't difficult. I didn't really have many problems with that. Now I was going into schools. I mean, if you think your mission field is difficult, Swap places with one of our young people and go into their school every day. Then you'll see what a mission field is. (laughs) Then you'll see what difficulty is. Then you'll have something to pray about. (laughs) Because they're right in the thick of it. And I, the first school I went to, the only school that would have me to begin with, actually. You can understand that, can't you? But uh, uh, this school decided, the teacher met me at the gate, took me to the office, we arranged to meet at the gate, by the way. Took me to the office, and she said, oh, I'm very sorry, she said, but I can't go with you to your first class. I've never done a class before. This is my first class. It's the, it's the year 11 non-exam RE. In other words, it's the dustbin of the school. <laughs> they don't know what to do with these year 11 kids. And I'm there in this classroom. I had got a perfectly prepared 
message, much better than this, perfectly prepared. And, and I, I'm there at the front of the class, and I'm going to deliver it no matter what. Well, I did deliver it, but there was people hanging out the window, and it was on the third floor. There was people banging desks, there was fighting, there was uh, women dressed in hardly anything, and the boys just leering at them. I tell you, that was a chaotic class. I started as a warrior, and I crawled out of the class at the end, <laughs> feeling I said to God, never again. What are you doing? <laughs> I'm an idiot in this setting. I can't do this, God. And then, quick as a flash, came to my heart, and you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you, I'm speaking to you, by the way, you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. I went into the next class, having just about got off the floor. <laughs> and in this class, there's a bully. He's in control of the class. And they are what? It was, by the way, it was year 10, non-exam, RE. He's there, and he's just looking at me with that face of, I'm going to kill you later. And uh, he's just banging the desk like this. Bang, bang, bang. Bang, bang, bang. They had desks in those days, by the way, that lifted up and went down, okay? Just to explain that to... to bang, 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 just looking at me. All the way through. And the class is just in chaos everywhere. And, uh, and suddenly I did feel the Holy Spirit come over me. And I walked up to that young man, who could have knocked my block off, quite honestly, as fit as I was then. <laughs> anyway... <laughs> So I just walked up to him and I just said to him, and I didn't know where the words came from. I just said, what's the matter with you? Are you too afraid to listen to what I've got to say? Is that the issue? This guy stood up nose to nose. And missing out some of the words that he used, <laughs> he just said, <laughs> he said, no, I'm not. There were lots of other words. And, uh, and then he said, and he said, if anybody else makes another noise in this class, and he looked around, I'm going to kill him. Everybody got up to their seats, all sat at their desks. And I'd scrapped my message. I just gave him my testimony. And now God had helped me in my life. And you could hear a pin drop. And what an impact. That school became my favourite school. I went into every class in that school. The other schools wouldn't let me go into some classes. <laughs> but in that school, they let me in any class. And it was a wonderful start to a, to a ministry. But you know, it's not about me. It's about us, the Church of Jesus Christ. 2022. With the power of God upon you, you can see great things. New victories new breakthroughs, new you being used. If you've got discouraged, if you feel now, look, okay, that's a great story by you, Ken, but I'm not you. Let me tell you something. You're a child of God, and God can anoint you more than he can anoint me. May you do it this year. May we see that, that real breakthrough. Right, I'm almost finished, okay? Honestly. Do you know, um, 
something that's disturbing me. And uh, I'm, I do get to other churches and to hear what's going on. There's an expression that's being, that's being lost in our language as church. Baptism in the Holy Spirit. Uh, I really believe God doesn't want us to lose that expression. You know, the disciples spent three and a half years with Jesus, better equipped than any of us. And at the end of it, Jesus said, no, don't start now. Wait in Jerusalem until you receive the promise of the Father. And then his last words before he went, I've just quoted them, and you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And then we get to, to Acts chapter 2 and Peter standing up and speaking to 3,000 people, many of whom crucified Jesus, were involved in the decision to crucify Jesus. And we see that powerful ministry beginning. Are you baptised in the Holy Spirit? I mean, only you can answer that question. I can't answer it for you. Are you baptised in the Holy Spirit? Can we stand, please? The best commission that can be given to you as you enter 2022 is the baptism in the Holy Spirit. John the Baptist said about Jesus, he will baptize, Jesus will baptize in the Holy Spirit and with fire. So I'm not going to come and lay hands on people, although I could legitimately do that. I believe Jesus wants to baptise some people here in the Holy Spirit. So let's pray. I'm praying as if I'm you, but I'm also praying for me too, okay? Jesus... I need you so much this year. I've got so many decisions to make, so many battles to fight. And I know I cannot succeed on my own. Thank you for the promise of the Father, the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Baptise me again this morning with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Put a new passion in my heart. Revive me. Revive me. Set me in love again with Jesus and with the word of God dwelling in me richly. May I be the missionary that you've called me to be even though it's an uphill struggle in the power of the Holy Spirit. Jesus, where I've seen no breakthrough for years, may I see breakthrough in 2022 for the glory of Jesus Christ. Baptise me, fill me, send me, use me. In my office, in my classroom, in my street, in my family, wherever you've put me to stand, I claim it. Now, for the kingdom of God. In Jesus' name. 
Amen. Amen. God really bless you this year and give you many testimonies of his success.